For the first time in a pretty long time, I'm going to mainly talk about something other than Gaza today. But don't worry, I am going to still tie it to Gaza. And my wife and kids say I now tie everything to Gaza. <laughs> it is just where my, my, my mind and my heart are right now. But last night, Donald Trump won the Republican primary in New Hampshire. This comes on the heels of him winning last week in Iowa. And Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, and most Republicans are now pretty much saying the race is over. Ron DeSantis needed to win Iowa to stay alive. Nikki Haley needed to win New Hampshire to stay alive, politically speaking. And neither happened. I want to unpack and explain what I think is going to happen next. And I will tie it to Gaza. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. As it stands right now, Donald Trump, uh, every single vote has not been counted, but damn near every vote has been counted in New Hampshire. And he's ahead by about 11 points. So there's not 11 votes, but 11 percentage points. And so there's no way Nikki Haley is going to catch him. And Ron DeSantis put all of his eggs in the Iowa basket. In fact, a study came out showing that he spent more money per vote than any known political figure in American history. He got something like 26,000 votes, but spent tens of millions of dollars at getting 26,000 votes. It's preposterous. Then he dropped out. He was a horrible, horrible candidate. I actually thought, and I predicted here on this podcast before he ran, I thought that Ron DeSantis was going to run a much better, much more competitive campaign. Damn, he was terrible. (laughs) Wow. The guy is as appealing as a wet paper bag. And he has... Beyond having no charisma, he has like no self-awareness and his candidacy was a train wreck from the day he announced. If you remember, he was excited to announce on Twitter. I forget what it's called. uh, Twitter spaces, I think, like where you have a live audio feature. He tried to do that with Elon Musk and it just jammed up like for an hour, (laughs) like hundreds of thousands of people were trying to watch and it just didn't work. And it was just a metaphor for his whole campaign. And Nikki Haley basically did. Now, she's pretending as if she did something other than this. But Nikki Haley put all of her eggs in the New Hampshire basket. And here's the thing. Ron DeSantis came in second in Iowa. Uh, Nikki Haley came in second in New Hampshire. Like they, they performed okay in both of those places, but that's not how you actually win a nomination. You have to actually come in first place. And Nikki Haley is saying like, no, no, I'm going to continue this race. This race is far from over. Uh, Donald Trump joked that when she came in third in Iowa, that she, you know, gave a speech as if she won. Now that she came in second, Also, mind you, there are really only two candidates left. 
Uh, now that she came in second in New Hampshire, she also gave a speech like she won. But listen, what are you supposed to do? If you plan on continuing the race, that's kind of how you play it. But from the Democratic Party side and even a statement made by Joe Biden last night and really from a Republican Party side, it, it, for all intents and purposes, Donald Trump has won the nomination. For all intents and purposes, Joe Biden has won the nomination. Both parties really made it difficult for anybody to challenge them. They never, you know, Donald Trump didn't participate in a single debate. Um, uh, Joe Biden refused to participate in debates. The Democratic Party refused to really acknowledge any other candidates. And it's going to be Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. And, you know, it's, it's January. It's actually really undemocratic that we're in this position. Um, but it's the voters' fault. Somebody, multiple credible candidates should have challenged Joe Biden and multiple credible candidates should have challenged Donald Trump and they should have had some kind of rules such that if you run, you have to participate in the debates. Not that it would have changed the outcome, but we'll never know. I mean, he might have gotten squashed like a bug in those debates. He might have been so bad up against different candidates that you could really see the difference, but we'll never know. The same thing with Joe Biden. Both men now way, way too old to be president of the United States are running anyway. And, you know, my, my mother, who's in her early 70s, uh, God bless her. Uh, she is um, mentally sharp. And let me let me say this for her age. And yet she will be the first person to tell you that she should not be running the country. <laughs> like what? No, of course not. And definitely not 10 years from now. What are we even talking about? The speech that Donald Trump gave. Where he went on and on about Nikki Haley being in charge of security at the Capitol. Let me say, that was actually frightening. Like, this man could be president. He is going to be the Republican nominee. And not only was Nikki Haley no longer in the government, but Nikki Haley, when she was in the government, had absolutely nothing to do with Capitol security. Donald Trump was going on and on about Nikki Haley and then pivoted to talk about what we believe is Nancy Pelosi, who had nothing to do with anything he was saying, but he continued to call her Nikki Haley. And it's like, hold on, my God, do you not understand right now that you are saying your appointee to the U.N.? Uh, was in charge of capital security. And let me say this, uh, Nancy Pelosi was not in charge of capital security either. Donald Trump will say anything to deflect from his own responsibility, but neither here nor there. Nikki Haley definitely wasn't. And that we have these candidates. You know, it, it's like when a reporter came up and asked Joe Biden, are the missiles being launched against Yemen 
doing what you intend them to do. And he said, well, if you mean, are they slowing down the Houthis? No. But are we going to continue doing them? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, hold on. The reporter looked, the, the reporter was stunned. It was like, hold on. Did you just say they're not working, but you're definitely going to continue doing the, doing this stuff anyway? Like, what, what are we talking about here? And to call them senior moments is, is missing the point. These are people with severely degraded brains and capacity. And, and it's embarrassing and humiliating that as a country, we're stuck with these men. And yet here we are. Now, I have said this publicly and I'll say it again. I would never under any circumstance vote for Donald Trump. When he was president, not only did he literally target me as, as an individual, uh, his family did as well, but he did many horrible things that impacted people I care about deeply. I would never vote for this man, period, point blank, dot com. I think his policies are bad. I think he's a terrible, terrible leader. I think he was terrible on a hundred different things in a hundred different ways. I think he's an unethical scoundrel and a horrible, horrible human being. And I feel pretty much the same way about Joe Biden. Somehow Joe Biden's reputation is better than Donald Trump, but he, he lies just like Trump. He's had women accuse him of horrible things like Donald Trump. And even beyond that, Joe Biden is literally the father of modern day mass incarceration. He fought for a huge growth of mass incarceration and bragged about it for the first half of his career. The man lied about his role over and over and over and over again in the civil rights movement and told so many other lies in all of his runs for president. But and what I'm about to say is it for me. The man has overseen, funded, defended, and protected a genocide of the Palestinian people that has now killed nearly 33,000 Palestinians. That includes nearly 70% of women and children uh, in that total. Uh, it includes, that includes like 8,000 bodies that have never been recovered from the rubble. 33,000. I mean, it's ethnic cleansing, it's genocide, it's despicable. And I would never vote for a man that oversaw that. And so here we are. I'm going to vote in many other races, but as it stands today, and let me look on uh, January 24th, we are over 10 months away from the presidential election. But as it stands right now, I won't be voting for either candidate. I'm sick about it, but I just won't. And, you know, where they stand on issues matters. I'm still going to be watching it and studying it. But there's nothing either one of these men who I think are despicable human beings could ever do to have my vote. I'll be right back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. 
We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.